Welcome to chapel on this Friday morning. 
Thank you all for coming together and joining in this space. I light this lamp as a reminder of God's presence in and among us. Please pray with me. God, we thank you for our joys, sorrows, fears, and expectations of the week. Open our ears and hearts this morning and in the coming week. Amen. Would you please turn with me to, pay, to song number 567 in your blue hymnal or worship book. 567. We will be singing the first two verses of this song in unison, so just on the soprano line. Verse four and five, you are welcome to sing in harmony. Um, we have this wonderful stomp group with us this morning, so um, please follow and enjoy at the same time. And would you please stand?
Would you now turn to 521? 521. Come thou fount. Five, two, one. And if you need the book with this, I understand, so please hold it if you like. But if you have this memorized, or even if you don't, I ask that you move. This is not a morning of standing and singing in one spot. So move around. Step with the beat if you want to. Anybody can do it. Good morning, everyone. It is with great pleasure that I would like to introduce to you our speaker for this morning, Kevin King. Kevin King was born on a potato and dairy farm in southeastern Pennsylvania. He attended Eastern Mennonite College, now Eastern Mennonite University, in Harrisonburg, Virginia, and graduated in 1981 with a degree in international agriculture development. He also received an MBA in international economic development in 1987 from Eastern College in St. David's, Pennsylvania. Since February 2004, Kevin has been the Executive Director of Mennonite Disaster Service, MDS, based in Lidditz, Pennsylvania. From 1992 um, to February 2004, Kevin was the Material Resources Manager in Mennonite Central Committee's office in, um, in Akron, Pennsylvania. 
He coordinated uh, the collecting and shipping of the material aid overseas. He traveled extensively to Africa, Asia, Europe, and Latin America to follow up on many of the disasters. Previously, Kevin worked in Brazil from 1981 to 1984 and in Jamaica from 1987 to 1991 with Mennonite Central Committee as an international agriculture advisor. Kevin and his wife, Karen, an elementary school teacher, have two children, Justin, age 21, and Andrea, age 17. The Kings attend Akron Mennonite Church. So please join me in welcoming Kevin. It's a disaster. I see you. We got the memo this morning, didn't we, Sarah, to wear black. Thanks, Bob. Welcome. It's good to be here with you this morning, and I was looking forward to this opportunity. My time is short, so I'll get right to the scriptural passage I wanted to read this morning. is from Luke 7, 18 to 22. John's disciples told him all about these things, calling two of them. He sent them to the Lord to ask, are you the one that was to come? Or should we expect someone else? So when the men came to Jesus, they said, John the Baptist sent us to ask you, are you the one that was to come or we'd expect someone else? That very time, Jesus cured many who had diseases, sicknesses, and evil spirits and gave sight to many who were blind. So he replied to the messengers, go back. Go back and tell John what you've seen and heard, that the blind receive the sight the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is preached to the poor. Here we have Luke's account of John the Baptist. He's imprisoned, who sends his disciples to Jesus saying, are you the one that's to come or should we expect somebody else? Fascinating. Jesus' response wasn't a yes or a no, Instead, he said, go back and report to John what you have seen and what you have heard. Jesus makes no attempt to defend his deity. He makes no attempt to defend his program. He simply says to the disciples of John, go back and tell John what you see. John the Baptist, in prison, begins to wonder, is Jesus the real deal? Well, folks, this morning, not much has changed since 2,000 years ago. People are still left wondering, is there any good news out there? Here in the U.S., many communities have been hard hit, complicating the already strained financial situation for many families. The last thing now that these flooded out, burned out, tornado-ravaged, earthquake-shaken, unemployed citizens want to hear is congressional bickering right? <laughs> what this world desires is good news, demonstrated in a practical way. They are looking for sight to be restored. The world is looking for the deaf to hear, new life to be breathed into the workplace. They're looking for hope. Just yesterday I read that 6% of Americans working are happy with where they're at. 6%! They're looking for hope. My story. When I was young, 
don't really know the age anymore, but one night my parents took me and my six brothers to a small Christian school, and we saw a film on the plight of the starving children in Northeast Africa. The black and white film showed thousands of children lined up in a desert, sitting in a row in the hot sun. The flies were swarming about their face and their distended bellies and their kwashiorkor symptoms, their dirty faces and distended stomachs from malnutrition. An aid worker, I remember, was doling out some kind of porridge, corn soya blend, I guess, into their battered silver plates. Child after child, tremendous suffering. I remember coming home that night, so enamored with those images of what I saw as a young person, and I committed the rest of my life to God as I looked up into the stars walking around in the yard that night. I committed the rest of my life to combating world hunger and poverty. As I continued schooling, I attended a Mennonite high school and a college. I grew restless. Something was just not quite right. Then I remembered my childhood dream. Remembering that dream taught me back to what God had called me and what I had committed my life to. You know, it's easy to lose those visions and dreams, my friends. For you see, I was living like many, not having, did you ever hear the term situational awareness? <laughs> December 16th, 2009, in the news, there's a story about two Northwest pilots were flying this plane. Remember that story? They overshot their destination by 77 minutes. Air traffic control was trying to reach them. The flight attendants was trying to reach these two pilots. They lost their situational awareness. Their excuse? Well, they were just oblivious to their surroundings and the fact that the flight controllers were trying to get through it. They didn't see a thing. They didn't hear a thing. But fortunately, we as Mennonites have many examples in our church history of people living out their dreams and visions who were aware of their situation. Over 60 years ago, two Sunday school classes of young folks got together in Kansas one Sunday afternoon. They gathered in a park, probably it was a watermelon spitting seed contest, who knows, and they started to reflect about the service that they had just come from. And they said, why do we have to go overseas, or why do we have to go so far? Look at the needs around us. The Arkansas River is flooding. There's tornadoes. Why don't we, when disaster strikes, let's respond. Let's help clean up. Let's rebuild. Little did they know that the young folks that Sunday afternoon would create such a movement now called Mennonite Disaster Service 60 years ago. Little did they know that something would grow so fast and be able to respond to disasters in the U.S. and Canada. Little did they imagine that MDS would have a network that in a matter of days, volunteers could reach out and respond, skilled and unskilled in construction. Right now, they're responding to Hurricane Irene in seven states with cleanup and chainsaw debris removal. And now today, what a testimony of love and compassion and hope these teams bring. Several months ago, when the tornado struck down in April 27th in Birmingham, Actually, there were 21 paths of tornadoes that struck Alabama. 
One tornado was on the ground for three miles, another was on the ground for 132 miles. Tremendous suffering and damage. I flew down there to see our teams at work. That evening, as we sat around the dinner table hearing reports of our teams, one young fellow reported that, yeah, my team today was cutting trees down. And a young couple came over and said, please, please, can you come cut a tree off of our house? It's urgent. Well, he said, they weren't on my list, but I went anyway. And of course, the tree took longer to cut down. And finally, we were done. We had the yard cleaned up. They could get their car out of the garage. We put a tarp on the roof. The husband said, thank you. But the wife, his wife came out to the van with them and said, thank you. But you don't understand. My husband, Tamar, leaves for Iraq to go back into the military. And he is so angry. Why this happened? And in fact, he thinks all Christians are a farce. She said, I just think you changed his mind today. What a powerful testimony of love and compassion by ordinary people, sowing seeds of kindness. In Alaska two years ago, we had a great project. The Yukon River flooded its banks, ice jam, flooded the town of Eagle and many other towns down along the Yukon River. FEMA, Federal Emergency Management, went in and did an assessment, and the community leaders said, would you Mennonite, we would like the Mennonites to come up and clean up. Okay, so FEMA called from Washington and said, Kevin, you're being summoned in Alaska. We sent in an appraisers and assessment. Sure enough, they had remembered years ago when there were fires in Wasilla. Anybody ever hear of Wasilla? Anyway, we had done some work there in Wasilla years ago, and they had remembered the work. So MDS went in and rebuilt 14 log homes in Alaska for the native Alaskan people. And it was a beautiful experience. Some folks even took their cellos and violins. Some of the volunteers took their guitars. And at night, after the work, they'd sit around the fire and sing songs. And soon the native Alaskans would come out and sing with them, singing Mennonite hymns and local hymns, the music around the fire, eating the local food and the salmon. One time a native Alaskan came and said, I need someone to go down the river with me in my boat. Well, all 14 volunteers stood up. Sorry, they said, you have to only take two. So they passed, put their names in a hat and pulled in it took them down the, down the river. And experiences came out of that. In fact, one week there was a fire and they couldn't, the plane could not bring in the supplies. So the volunteers being so adept to using whatever, MDS really is about making do somehow, they used the local supplies out of this crushed home and refurbished the lumber and made the kitchen cabinets. Unbeknownst to them, the very homeowner that was to move into that house said, he wasn't going to move into his new home because his spirits weren't in that home. Only realizing now that using the lumber from his crushed home, refurbished, made into kitchen cabinets, now he was ready to move into his house. Powerful testimony. In fact, if you go most places along the Yukon River nowadays, this is not my story, this is what they say. FEMA does not stand anymore for a Federal Emergency Management Authority. It stands for Find Every Mennonite Available. <laughs> it's 
Several weeks ago, stories. I tell you, we could use some communication majors in MDS. You could write stories to your heart goes weak. Several weeks ago, walking the streets of Joplin, Missouri, I had been, our teams were on the ground the morning after this tornado that literally went through the belt of Joplin, destroying 4,000 homes. I made it there four days later, watching our teams at work, and it was incredible. The powerful witness and a testimony again. Finally, after seeing so much damage in our teams at work, I finally said, stop, get me out of the van, I want to walk up the streets and smell and hear the sounds of a disaster. Ambulance, helicopters, it's the quiet sob on a shoulder of somebody just seeing their, new, their home lost. Or it's still the desperation of, is there any hope? I walked up the street and I saw this man standing in front of his house. And I gently approached him. I said, are you the owner of the home? Yeah. His house now is about this tall. I said, sorry for your loss. I gently approached him some more. And this is holy ground when you're in a disaster. The whole time he never looked in my eyes, just gazed at my shirt. I said, where were you when the storm hit? I oh, never made it to the basement. Dogs blew out the window. They got back in, thank God. Flat voice. He's frozen in fear, traumatized. I said, where did you survive? I lay down the kitchen floor in the dishwasher, in front of the dishwasher. Wow. What's your name? Al. The whole time he's looking at my shirt. Mennonite. I said, yeah. I said, how do you know the Mennonites? Huh. The only thing I salvaged out of my house was a Mennonite community cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what? Al. <laughs> I said, what gives? Now he's starting to gleam a little bit. Well, he said, I used to work in a restaurant for 10 years. He said, I lost my job. Oh. Yeah, he said, when you get your unemployment check, you have to decide what you're going to use your money on. Your light bill or your insurance for your house. He said, the insurance in my house ran out 30 days ago. I have nothing. What are you going to say to Hal? What would you say to Al? What would you say to him? <sighs> Fortunately, the rest of my team, investigation team, caught up with me. I said, guys, Al, Al, here's Leland, here's Doreen, here's Jerry. I told him the situation. Leland, the local coordinator, said, you know, I was looking for a job. We need something. We'll come in here Friday. The best words you can share somebody. We'll be here tomorrow. Two nights ago, I texted Leland, our project coordinator in Joplin. I said, whatever happened to Al? And I learned that since then, MDS teams have gone in and rebuilt his home and even built a garage for him. To God be the glory. Folks, this morning, what about you? Where are you in your situational awareness with living out your calling in the world? Are you living in an autopilot mode or do you have a destination? 
We live here in America where it's okay to be a Christian, to wear your cross of gold and to say a prayer before a football game or just as long as you don't take your faith too seriously. But I want to declare here this morning, that's not the whole gospel. If your faith has no room for speaking out about injustice, whether it's across the street or around the world, I'm sorry, but you don't have much faith at all. The Christian rock group Mercy Me says it well in a song. How can we further the kingdom when I'm so wrapped up in mine? Well, when I grew up, and this does show my age and probably Bob's too, but we had this song called If I Had a Hammer, written by Pete Seeger. Anybody know that song? Sung by Peter, Paul, and Mary. If I had a hammer, I'd hammer in the morning. I'd hammer in the evening all over this land. It's, I'd hammer out danger. I'd hammer out warning. It's hard for me to talk it because I want to sing it. I'd hammer out love between my brothers and my sisters all over this land. Well, I've got a hammer, and I've got a bell, and I've got a song to sing all over this land. It's the hammer of justice. It's the, hammer of, it's the bell of freedom. It's the song about love all over this land. Folks, this morning, I challenge you to use this experience that you're having here at Goshen. I believe it's time for you to help wake the church up, awaken the biblical vision to see the shalom of God here on earth. What would it take for a community of faith to look like if the shalom of God was increased here? I'm aware. You already got the national media focused on you about the national anthem. Folks, commit your way to the Lord and he'll bring it to pass. I'd like for you to turn and look into the lens of that camera and proclaim, the blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cured. The people are watching through that television screen into that camera, peering at you. Tell them that the deaf hear. Tell them that the dead are raised and the good news is preached to the poor through ordinary men and women of God such as yourselves. Think about your service, your opportunities, perhaps with Mennonite Central Committee or with Mennonite Disaster Service. Yes, we're looking for perhaps some interns in communications or construction, skilled or unskilled, painting, business, that can work in our offices in the Joplins or the Birmingham's or the Alaska's or the San Diego's or New Orleans. Did you get that, Sarah? Great, thank you. You're doing a great job, I think. <laughs> MDS has room for you. Consider us. Talk to Bob about it. Folks, look into that camera that's already focused on you and tell them that the blind are receiving sight and the lame walk and those who have leprosy are cured. Then take off the camera mic, pick up the hammer, and let it ring. May it be so for us today. Amen and amen and amen.
closing hymn, I invite you to turn to song number 422, 422 in your blue hymnal. May God grant you a blessing. And you are welcome to sing this in any language that you so desire. Um, English, Swahili, or if you want to translate to another one. <laughs> And would you please stand? 